back yep. six or more feet apart, practicing social distancing. This is the 80th episode of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. And I am the Big Ugly. And uh, we are here isolated <laughs> in, in, the, uh, in the clean room yeah. of the mansion... Yeah, you had to send all the help home. I, I had to send. Yeah, they were non-essential. <laughs> you know, we gotta, we got, we gotta make light of it somewhere. We gotta hope, and we're gonna talk about it. You know, but we gotta keep living. We gotta have fun. This is one of the ways that we can entertain you uh, on a dirty, ugly wrestling podcast. So yeah, we we sent all the non-essential people home. Hopefully, Chris Burns is okay somewhere uh, in the mansion. He might be in the moat. Uh, the moat is disinfected. But, you know, ever, the, since the last time we talked on the podcast, Big Ugly, which was just a couple weeks ago, yeah, we were on the road. How much things have changed. I mean, even in that week. Yeah, in that week alone. Like, on the road to Elimination Chamber, on the road to WrestleMania, which we're going to talk about, which is different. Um, man, that was like one of the last public gatherings of its kind. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, they had Monday Night Raw the night after. But then... That, that's it, man. That was it. NXT yeah. was uh, in the empty arena performance center, and yeah, so Smackdown. was SmackDown. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk about that because we got this COVID-19, this coronavirus, man. Uh, it just RKO'd us out of nowhere, man. Uh, so we haven't talked. We, we started talking a little bit offline when you when you uh, got to the mansion here. But what what is your take? Uh, on all this like yeah, have you seen the news have you seen the social media uh, are you healthy is the family okay what's going on with you Big yeah Ugly? so I've definitely been keeping up with it and my wife is a nurse so she's kind of yeah. on the front line so I was about of course to ask she's you. always you know looking out for stuff um, and watching the news and stuff for you know updates and she gets a bunch of emails is she but, okay when she come home like you don't need to be quarantined or anything like that no no I yeah she's a, I mean they, they use pretty good you know uh, safety protocols you know okay. um, to my knowledge so I think, you know, she's been good. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, this whole situation just, like, kind of sucks, you know. I think that, um, you know, I, I feel like I'm on the fence between, like, some of the way that we've handled it, okay. you know, in a sense where it's as like. As a nation? As a nation. As, okay. Yeah. In a sense where it's like, I, I never know what's, what. I guess it's like, what is the greater evil or the lesser of two evils, as some mm-hmm. say, because it's like. You know, we've kind of instituted this, like, you know, nationwide shutdown almost, uh, which, you know, we're hoping will contain the virus, yeah. which hasn't really been too successful to this point. But what has yeah. been successful is, you know, a, a, a dip in, in the uh, economical, oh. uh, you know, uh, gains or whatever yeah. for the country. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of businesses shutting down, losing money, people getting laid off. Yeah. So it's like... Did we lean too far, you know, like, as far as, like, we went too extreme, or is it just right? I don't know, but, you know, it's just like, I don't know. I don't don't know either, man. I mean, you're right. Uh, It started off with, you know, getting crowds down to 50 people, then it stopped, you know, all... All sporting events, except professional wrestling is one of the only things kind of going, but they're doing it a little differently. Um, But they stopped everything. But, you know, how how have we handled it? So according to – there's two sides to this thing. It's now 50-50. It's the virus and the health of everybody in in America and all over the world. And it's also the economy. So I I hear more about the economy, actually, at this point than I do the virus itself. 
the it, the virus itself is just like the catalyst. Right. Then we hear about the economy and the business is shutting down and and only thing you can do like there's there's grocery stores that are open, you know, pharmacies, essential businesses at this point when we're talking to you on this podcast, that's all that's remaining open at this point. Um there is no shelter in place for Maryland, as it were, but 10 other states right now are, and I think that's just a little, that's the next step. Like telling, you know, not just essential businesses, but non-essential businesses, they they shutting everything down. Like California did it and, and, and Washington State and now even as close to New York City, which is like one of the biggest hubs of everything in the world, uh, you know, so I think... Uh, you know, I don't know what is going to, because I'm not a doctor. I, I don't know what's going to fix this thing. Is it social distancing? Is it really that going to stop this bug from doing what it's doing? I mean, it's shutting life as we know down is what it's doing. I, um, you know, me personally, you know, I work in the financial sector, so I'm one of, one of those essential businesses. I don't know. Is this, you know, what you're doing out there in the world? Is it changing, you know, how you live in what you're doing? Yeah. So, I mean, as far as marketing goes, you know, I mean, people are still pretty active on social media, which yeah. is like where a lot of marketing goes. So, I mean, you know, we're still doing our job. Sure. Um, and I work in the mental health industry yeah. for marketing. And so now, I mean, I would say that the way things have changed for a lot of like that kind of healthcare is yeah. that it's gone to something called telehealth which uh, means that a lot of therapy sessions are being done over, you know, the screen. Sure. Through, uh, you know, uh, Zoom and things like that. Right. So um, services haven't stopped for us, okay. you know, in the mental health industry and I guess in the health industry in general. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that because there's a lot of people out there, small businesses, <clears throat> you know, and, and we got to give some shout outs here as we're talking about that. Shout out to Jam and Jason, man. Uh, he's in the comic book industry. Um it's, it's a great entertainment industry, and it's something, you know, collectibles and, and things like that, but it's not essential. But right. this, that's what, like, kids and, and even young adults and whatever, they could use. Uh, yeah, we could. We need that escape You right need now. the escape. Yeah, we need it, man. I yeah. mean, they got so many ways. I mean, I, I got you, you know, shout out to Netflix and shout out to, you know, the Disney Network, right? To, uh, what is it? Um the, the streaming service, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Disney Plus. Disney Plus, thank you. And, and shout out to Hulu, the Who and the Lou. Um, shout out to all of them. You know, we, we ain't gonna we ain't gonna throw anybody into the bus today. Uh-huh. Just like there's there's reasons for everything. But Jam and Jason, and we've missed him on the podcast, you know, for a while now because he's uh, one of our one of our regulars and he's been helping, you know, give information as far as and also promote the podcast as well. But he's had a pretty rough run of it, you know, some health issues. And, you know, he is not infected with the coronavirus. Let me just say that right now. Um, but, you know, he's had a pretty rough go of it. And now, you know, his perverse professional life, personal life, got to say is, you know, his daughters are doing really well. And, you know, I know they're keeping up with him and everything. But shout out to Jam and Jason for damn sure. Um, he's in one of those, those businesses that just we need that right now. Yeah. Like people are having... DJ parties and, and streaming yeah. them online and yeah. it's it's getting getting live and everything like that. I mean, people are getting creative in a way. Uh, my my concern and, and we're going to just shoot here that you know all the people that are causing the city in crisis and, and the Baltimore in crisis that you know calm down. Like there's enough going on in the world without idiots running out there doing you know bad stuff. Like seriously, leave people alone. Find somewhere to go, go there, stay, and, like, read a book. Right, and, like, yeah. Like, seriously. Like, there's enough going on. Uh, but that's just me on my soapbox. Um, 
in a bit during the second segment, we are going to call into, uh, you know, the uh, hashtag, no hashtag, the king of non-social media, CM Funk on the rotary phone. Uh, you know, we're going to talk to him because he's out and about in his world and his bubble and uh, keeping himself and his family safe. So, um, you know, we are not going to be streaming him on social media, but, uh, and you, you might not know about that because he doesn't, you know, he's the king of non-social media, but he's been uh, finding some interesting things and sharing them with us and hopefully he'll share them on the podcast too. Uh, let's, let's just shout out to some other people. <clears throat> Our last guest, plant-based lifestyle, you know, that's going to come in uh, real handy when you're trying to figure out what you're going to eat and unless you want to go get carry out from a lot of places, which people don't usually want to do that. Right. So, um, Shout, shout out to our girl. Uh, what's her first and last name again? Samantha okay. Brooks. Samantha Brooks. Okay. Yeah. I knew it was uh, started with an S, so I'm sorry. I, I got a hashtag here, and uh, we've been you know, shooting her out on Instagram and yeah. iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Facebook, everything. So shout out to her. And also Matt Temby. You know, Absolutely. Time, time to work out, man. Time to figure it out, keep fit, so we all don't gain a lot of weight yeah, while we're quarantined. Uh, you know, it's like quarantined. thinking of these uh, two people, you know, both of them, you know, being about fitness and, yeah. and eating right. And it's like the one thing that you don't really hear talked about too much throughout this whole pandemic is your immune system and yeah. how important it is to, you know, eat right and to stay healthy so that right. you have a good mm-hmm. immune system that, you know, if you contract this virus, you know, you, you can beat it. You can beat it. Exactly. Um, so, you know, and that's all a part of it. Absolutely. I mean, and, and anybody's susceptible to it, but, you know, the stronger you are, the more the better chance you have of, right. you know, healing yourself because uh, there's no real vaccines for a long time. I don't know about treatments. There's testing, you know, for this coronavirus. But, yeah, it's staying, staying fit, you know, in, internally. Also mentally fit, you know. This Absolutely. is a strain on people. Right. This is so different. Like, yeah. on this podcast, I was so excited to do this because, I mean – it, it, I'm trying to go out and you can go to grocery stores and you can go to pharmacies and stuff, but you can't go out and there's a lot of things that people now got to get really creative on how to spend your time. Yeah. So you don't just drive yourself crazy. Right. Or others. So, and podcasting is hot. I mean, you know, you can listen to this, like I was saying, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google us. Uh, we got 79, now 80 podcasts and you can go out and listen to all kinds of content. I was catching up on the Jericho podcast. He had Matt Hardy on there, who is back to the broken universe in AEW. Yeah. All to the tune of zero people he made the <laughs> return in front of, including Brody Lee, same time Luke Harper on the same night. Uh, man, and he's got so many. And he did it as Matt Hardy, the interview with, Jeff, with Jer- Chris Jericho. Yeah. And that's pretty interesting yeah. how they're feuding on TV, but they came together to do the podcast. Yeah. Um, and he's got so many ideas, and he can be so creative in AEW. Uh, yeah. And I think that he confirmed in that interview. I, I didn't get to hear the whole interview, but I did see the highlights of some of the stuff he was saying. Yeah. And he confirmed that, you know, pretty much he was not given a lot of leeway with the character of the Woken Matt Hardy, yep. which I think everyone suspected. Yeah. Vince didn't get it, didn't think it was that hot. You we know. talked about that yeah, first we, time on right. the podcast. Yeah, we talked about it. And sure enough, it's like that's that was the situation. And I think Matt Hardy even before the Jericho podcast, commented that if Triple H was running a company, he thinks that, you know, he would have had a better a better run of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, as far as his run goes. Um, which, I mean, so what is that? When you think about that, what does that say? I mean, is Vince, I feel like it goes around a lot, but is he out of touch? Like, does he not understand what the people want to see at this point in time anymore? Vince is more of the business, the bottom line. Um 
the money, the ratings, the dollars. Uh, I think the content and the storylines is secondary to him at this point. Um, you know, if he can, he, he can get all this content on TV. I'm not saying it's not important to him, but he is set in his ways of, you know, he got the business from his dad. And, you know, he had to, you know, create all the territories and get, round up all the territories and have just him against one or two territories. He's trying to do the same thing again. He is literally trying to stack his roster with every person on every single outlet that he has just so they don't go somewhere else and take money away from... You know what I'm saying? Probably, so right. right. So Vince didn't see the time. And no offense to Vince. Obviously, he's doing something right. You know, he's got one of the biggest entities in the world. Absolutely. And we're going to talk about it. But, you know, AEW at this play, at this point in time, they have, I think he even talked about it on the podcast. The way they run is they have a general idea from A to B and the internal part of it. In between that, it's, it's all created by the people. You know, it, it's it's do your own stuff. Get get there however you need to get there, but just get this point across. Right. And that's, that's been that's, working. That's been working. Yeah, right. absolutely. Vince can't do that. Not with his business structure. No. Um, if he let anybody go just on their own, you know, he wouldn't have the, the success of the business that he right. has right now. But part of that, and let's just kind of dive into this, and we'll, we'll get into CM Funk a little bit later. This is why... What's happening with WrestleMania is happening. Um, luckily, we went last year live, which was great. Yeah. Ain't nobody going live this year. Yeah. Um, we're finally getting something that we've been talking about forever, which is a two-night WrestleMania. <laughs> Not on the same circumstances, but th- this is the last thing I heard. Okay, so WrestleMania is going to be on the network on the Saturday and the Sunday of the weekend. Split over two nights. They're actually going to be filming the matches for WrestleMania probably this upcoming week because they don't want to take a chance and wait another week and a half, and then we get to the point where it's supposed to be live and everything's on shutdown. Like, you can't do nothing nowhere. Um, so that's the last thing I read on the internet, which is can't, not always true, but Bleacher Report's pretty, pretty accurate. Yes. Um, so that's what they're going to do. They're going to take everything that they have planned to present they're going to finish it and the wwe is going to continue to do part of their business now what they can't do they can't have fans in the arenas anywhere no raw no smackdown no nxt no house shows uh no wrestlemania not you know until further notice may even cut into our money in the bank in baltimore on sunday may 10th we don't know but they're going to keep going they're going to keep presenting the product. I know you've seen, I don't, I don't know how much you've seen of this Big Ugly, but let's talk about the two-night WrestleMania, first of all. Go ahead. What do you think? Um, I think it's good. I think <laughs> I think two nights is, is great. Yeah. I think we needed it. I think it's not even the two nights I'm concerned about. I think that that's, that's perfect. Okay. I think my concern is... Um, you know, let me, let me, let me backtrack. Go as for I, it. As I think about it. All right, all right. It is two nights, does it take away from the spectacle of just that, that one show? The you know what I'm saying? exact word like, I was thinking about. Like, it's like there, there's something spectacle. there's something missing by having it continue to the second day. Yeah. Maybe I just feel like the answer is just cut down on the card. Like, just, I mean, I think that that's the answer. Just yeah. cut down on the card. I think if they would have presented what they had anticipated and not kept adding stuff to it like now there's uh 
a six-pack challenge for one women's title. And it's like they're cramming it in. They can't do battle royals because it's too much non-social distancing. So they can't do that. But they're having like three or four-way tag matches. And it's like this is the stuff that we don't like to see where they just cram it all in just because it's an extra title. Don't do that. Like have your main event matches that you set up for WrestleMania, the seven or eight matches that were set... And then you have content for Raw and SmackDown, which you still have to present in empty arenas coming up in the next couple weeks. That's where you present the ones that you haven't booked yet. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I I do feel like, no matter what, this WrestleMania is not going to feel like a WrestleMania. No. I mean, there's no way you can have a WrestleMania at the Performance Center. I mean, And other disclosed locations, undisclosed locations. Not just having it there. They're doing it a couple places. But you're right. Yeah, it's just not going to feel like a WrestleMania... I think my biggest thing recently out of everything has been I have not enjoyed not having a crowd. It I and it took this to happen for me to realize just how valuable an audience is Amen. in wrestling. No matter what they're no matter, doing. I can watch a football game without a crowd, a basketball game, but wrestling, I mean you're literally telling a story to to the people to, that are there. Right. Now they're telling and a as story. As a viewer, to, you are watching Right. And getting involved in those people's reactions as well. Right. Like <laughs> those people's reactions are genuine enough to where that's making you feel something. Exactly. Yeah. It's like they're they're just as much a part of the show as the Amen. wrestlers. And so Amen. when just like, you know, and we've talked about it before, how certain certain episodes or certain shows uh with, with you know, certain wrestling events I'm talking about, yeah. the crowd has been dead. Sure. And then it impacts the show. Absolutely. And now there is no crowd. No crowd. <laughs> so and, and it's funny how they're trying to play into it, and I, I understand the, the concept behind it. Uh, what What is the... all? If they don't try to have matches in front of a no audience, what do they do? They just go... And what they've been doing, they've been replaying Elimination Chamber, replaying past WrestleManias, replaying whatever, um, and then having interviews, live promos you know, from people. I don't mind promos. Promos are okay because sometimes you have the backstage promo and it's, there's no fan reaction anyway. All you're doing is playing to the camera, but it's different when there's matches. If it's a if it's a gimmick, like the empty arena match, McFoley, The Rock, Halftime Heat, that makes sense. I understand that. But, uh, I don't know. I like their effort. They're trying in a, in a short fuse situation where... You can't prepare for this. You have no clue. Right. You have no clue. Yeah. Like, like I said, we were at Elimination Chamber, and a couple nights later, they're you know shut down to fifty people, ten people, whatever it is in all these states. You can't do it. So, and we're gonna get CM Funk take on this too in a little bit. But I like the effort. My th- theory is that they get the WrestleMania, and then they don't necessarily plant a seed for the next money in the bank or whatever else there is. They just toe the line until this thing passes or at least gets a little better, and then they go full force back into it when they can have live audiences again. Um, How long will this survive with no audience? I think it'll still survive. They have enough TV spots. They have enough time. I don't know if you saw AEW. I did not. So they're doing a similar thing, empty arena, but they have their locker room set out in where the audience was and they're spread out six feet apart and some of them, the heels are chanting for one, the faces are chanting for others. You know what I'm saying? And they're getting involved. So at least they're making, and this is during the match. So it's making you feel like something's happening there. Right. Instead of just Michael Cole and, by the way, Triple H lending in on commentary. That was pretty cool. Um, 
it, it, it makes they're doing a little bit different with it, but they're keeping their content too. They're two hours every week. Yeah. Um, it's going to be different spectacle. Like there's a, certain things that people only tune in one time a year to watch, whether it be the network or whether it be buying it on pay per view. Um, the, the 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 crowds of eighty thousand people or more. Uh, the rampway that's eighty yards long. The fireworks. Um, the huge set. You know, the people yeah. expect this. And, you know, yeah, it's seven, eight hours long, and you know, but they expect that too. They're, you know, they're getting their money's worth, if anything else, because it's all crammed into one night. So this might be the one night a year or the one event a year that most semi-fans watch, you know what I mean? Yeah. We, we watch more, and we talk about it more often, but that's what they're tuning in. When they see... What they're doing here, do they shy away? Do they not tune in next year? They gotta, do they understand there's extenuating circumstances? This is so unusual to talk about, man. Yeah, I mean, I just think that, you know, for it's the crazy. next year, I think that you're definitely gonna have to beef up the marketing and pump it up even yeah. more that WrestleMania, you know, finally comes back in front of a live audience. And it's supposed to be at a, that in LA next year, right? The new. Yeah, state. in Hollywood. Right, so. That should be. I think that 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 alone will be exciting enough to draw people to watch it again yeah. because it'll be in a new place out in L.A. You know, people people love the West Coast, so. And we're gonna talk about that because that's another thing that shut down Hollywood. Uh, everything's kind of on hold yeah. right now. Uh, but this this tags back into what you were just saying about uh, talking about the creativity of the storylines and, and the things like that when it goes to Matt Hardy having a little bit more freedom but the WWE has handcuffs on people we talked about that so this kind of wraps back around does Vince have to change his thinking because when people are watching with no fans all you've got is the performance of this of the uh, the superstars so they have to get more real with it case in point and we're going to talk about this with CM Funk I don't know if you saw when The Undertaker was live on Raw. Did you see when yes, he, when he, uh, he was going to sign uh, the contract? Yes, yes. Okay. So they teased this all night. And then he came out. No no fanfare. No nothing. He came out in his Undertaker badass kind of like just human. Right? Yeah. And he didn't say anything yet. But AJ Styles is attacking him like he's a human being. Talking about his wife. Right. Yes. Talking about him being old. Oh, yeah. All this and taking a character like The Undertaker that comes through the camera and also, you know, with that live crowd, there's nothing like an Undertaker. You got your Undertaker moment. Yeah, I did, man. You did. Yeah. Thank God you did right, because yeah. that was yeah. it. Cause, uh, but does he change his thinking now? Does he let other people take off the handcuffs? Uh, obviously, you got a story to tell. But they got all they got is what they, there's no reaction, so they got to do it. Right. Do they let them get a little more real with it? Does Vince see this do you think does he see that does he, he see that we need a change in the content to keep the spark alive so when we get back around to that next Wrestlemania people are going to want to watch it I mean I can't say that I can't say that he sees the need I mean we see it I feel like with this one instance of The Undertaker and AJ Styles but I feel like when it comes to the other angles it's just business as usual okay so I do think that there probably is a need to change the style of the content to get a little more creative yeah. since you don't have an audience. But I'm not sure if WWE is there yet. Like, I'm not sure if they've mastered this mm -hmm. this no audience kind of thing yet. Not yet. 
Yeah, yeah, because these past couple shows, I've not really been digging. Especially, uh, man, how disappointing was it when Stone Cold came out? It's like, oh. man, it was just like, here's a here's a guy that everyone still loves, but it's just like, man, with no audience, he was just it doesn't it was just work, flat, man. His, and he had to have was, Byron Saxton to play off of, yeah. which kudos to him. That's that's the spot he got. Right, he Byron did took his, a stunner. He took a stunner. And uh, Becky came out, and, uh, you know, that that was... It's just with... That stuff is based upon crowd interaction. Yeah. You can't do that same... You can't toe the line. you got to change it up a little bit. Yeah. But they'll figure it out. But right now, I just think they're trying to get through WrestleMania. They're trying to present what they have... Uh, indifferences, obviously. NXT TakeOver, not happening. WWE Hall of Fame, not happening. Um... You know, but I think they're going to try to get through WrestleMania, and then they can shuffle the deck a little bit and see what they can do. Yeah. Uh, God bless them for trying to have a draft after WrestleMania is over with no fans. But okay, they could actually that they, that one they might be able to get away with because they can do that creatively. But anyway, um, there's a lot happening. Uh, you know, one one thing, uh, and we're going to plug this in uh, possibly to this podcast or another one. Um, the mortgage industry is uh, one of the things being affected, uh, and Mr. Patrick Gannon, who's an associate of mine, uh, he is one of the uh, top mortgage loan officers. We're going to get his take on things as far as the financial world, because we talked about the economic part of this earlier. Yeah. So we're going to talk to him uh, and get him about that. And, uh, you know, let's just put this out there, and because we're going to hashtag, hashtag coronavirus. Hashtag wash these hands. I don't know if you saw that one. The WWE wrestling podcast. He's like that. That's the first thing yeah. I thought of. I was like, man, was I'm gonna a come lot up of with this. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. yeah. I was gonna come up with that gimmick. Yeah, but because uh, wash these hands, I'm surprised we haven't seen Braun do it yet. Yeah. Although I read today that Braun might be on his way out. Braun Strowman yeah. on his way out. Yeah. For what? Like what? Just he ain't being used. Like there's nothing for him. When it comes to signing a contract for him, there's they might the this court will be rumoring you into I know sure, but yeah, so uh, he could be one of the ones that head over to the other channel. I mean, I think we've talked extensively about the misuse of absolutely Ron Strowman absolutely, um, and how at one point I mean they were building him. I mean he was getting huge when he first started doing the you know get these hands and I mean Braun was getting over yeah, and then they just let Lesnar take him out. And, and 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 it's it's How, a wild right. thing when here you have somebody like a Braun Strowman, right? Yes, Brock Lesnar's still an attraction, yeah. right? But people like the Braun Strowmans of the world, the Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, like they are your future. Brock yeah. is not. No, you know Brock is like in his forties now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like he's not going to keep being the beast. If you see what I'm saying, right? It doesn't make sense that. People like Seth Rollins get the wins over Brock Lesnar, and they get they be the ones getting put over. And then people like Braun Strowman, or just should I say a Braun Strowman, yeah, loses multiple times. Like he can't beat Brock Lesnar. Right. It makes no sense. It does. And then you telling me that a fifty-something-year-old Goldberg can beat Brock Lesnar though, but Braun Strowman. <laughs> The big, probably the biggest, strongest person at this point in the WWE. Right. Just can't, he can't, he can't, can't slay the beast. It, it makes. He can't finish the right. job. It makes no sense, man. You're right. And this is where Vince has to get more creative and he has to let the, let the handcuffs off a little bit. I don't know what Braun did or, or why he's not getting 
the push that he deserves, or at least the recognition, or the the spectacle spot on the card that he deserves, because he's an attraction. I mean, he's he is an attraction. Dude, but. there's listen. There's no reason that Braun should not be in feuds with the top guys. Like, I'm sorry, yeah. he to me is past that IC level. Way past. Um, you know, kind of that mid card range doing that. Like he need, he should be in. He should be the guy feuding with the Drew McIntyre. He should be feuding with Brock, Roman, Seth. That's the, you know, whether he's heel, I don't know, turn him heel or something, I, I don't know. But he should not be in the mid-card. You're like right. He is. It's crazy. And, and why not capitalize on this? Wash these hands. Get that shirt out there, man. People buy that on www.shop.com. And that's just on the internet right now as a mem or a meme or whatever you want to call it. That, that could sell, right? That could. Oh, and by the way, and I think you might have seen this too. Here's the greatest marketing extravaganza of all. And CM Funk's going to talk about this because he's presented to me. On WWE.com, they got the WrestleMania 36 shirt. It says, I wasn't there. <laughs> hey, that's awesome. I mean, <laughs> everybody in the world can relate to this because yeah. ain't nobody going. <laughs> They're going to set an attendance record of zero. <laughs> uh, it's like, seriously. And when I think about the crowd we were in, 75, 80,000 plus. The crowd I was in in Dallas, 101,000 people, that's what they said. And now, zero. Like, this spectacle. And we're going to talk about it with CM Funk. How do you match it? How do we do it? I don't know. Um, but yes, wash your hands. Uh, the right way to do it is, you know, get your hands. First of all, wherever you go, uh, you know, wherever you come from, wash your hands. Uh, we got Germex on the table, some moisturizing hand sanitizer. Do not come to me for it because it is in the mansion. <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I don't have any more, but anyway, wash your hands, get them all wet, wash your hands with soap for about 20 seconds, rinse them off real good and then dry them off real good. Wash your damn hands. Don't put your hands to your face, your nose, your mouth, your eyes. Um, you know, stay six feet away from people. If you can do not get in groups of more than 10 at a time. Now, again, this is all situational. This could all change tomorrow. So when we putting up this podcast, there might be more handcuffs on you. So right now, the booking of the United States of America is like Vince McMahon. He's got a stranglehold on it. But take care of yourself and each other. If you don't need to go out, don't go. Don't go out. Go out and get your groceries and whatever you need. But stay just you know stay home. Do what you got to do. We're doing this as two people, as the Big Ugly and Dirty Mike, six feet apart from each other, so we can entertain you and give you something to do in your downtime. By the way, listen to the archives. There's a whole lot of content out there. So, Big Ugly, um, I mean, what? Uh, let, let's put a cap on this coronavirus for now so we can come back and just talk pro wrestling. Yes. Um, what do you got to say to this COVID-19? Cut a promo <laughs> on, shoot on COVID-19. Let me tell you something, brother. Brother, <laughs> do it. No, I just think that, uh, you know, when it comes to this COVID-19, yeah. the coronavirus. That. Um just as you said, I think that we need to be responsible. I think that's the biggest thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yes, you can quarantine yourself, but if you're going to go out, be responsible. Make sure you're washing your hands. Yeah. Make sure that you're not touching stuff and then touching your face. Yeah. And I mean, when you think about this stuff, it's just stuff that we need to have practiced on a daily basis, anything. Amen. And it just shows we need to become more disciplined about it. So, you know, um, make sure we're doing this. Be responsible if you're going out. If you don't have to go out, stay in. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, 
hopefully we can comply because I, I swear in this state of Maryland that we're in, it seems like every week the governor is coming down harder because he feels like people aren't paying attention to it. I, so, you know, I, I saw a meme that said, like, you know, it's kind of like when the whole class don't get to go to recess because one person, you know, isn't doing what they're supposed to be doing. Amen. So it's kind of like that. So it's like, yeah, if everybody could just comply and then that way people can get back to work. Yeah. Which is very important. Amen. Get back to spending money, which we all like to do. We do. <laughs> you know, and get back to being around each other, you know, and, and actually getting out the house. Because I know for me, I'm going stir crazy. But, you know. Hey, um, I'm glad you're here at the mansion. I'm bro. not a homebody. But. That's all um, right. That's all right. So, yeah. We, that's we my thing. Right. And hopefully this coronavirus will be gone. I know the president was talking about it could be going to like July and August. I'm hoping that this thing is done by end of April. Hopefully. Let's hope. Let's hope it, it peaks out to what it's going to do and we get a handle on it because, yeah, we gotta we all got to go on living, man. And we got we to gotta make the best of it. So thank you, Big Ugly. And I thank you for being here. Thank you for allowing us to do this. Uh, don't go anywhere, guys. I'm just thanking him. But don't go anywhere because we got more of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Once again, shout out to Jamin Jason. CM Funk is coming up and we're going to tie, tie in some other phone interviews here. But uh, we're going to go... Uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be right back, man. I'm so, I'm I'm blown up. I'm sorry. All right. We are. Back yep. on the thank you. <laughs> we didn't do that the first time because we just went off on a tangent. Oh, that's true. On the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, my name is Dirty Mike. I'm the Big Ugly. I am not so dirty. I am washing. I am sanitizing. We are uh, sponsored by Germex here today, moisturizing with vitamin E. And uh, that voice you hear coming from the distance, the social distance, as it were, is the one and only king of non-social media. Hashtag, no hashtag, CM Funk. Welcome, sir. Oh, thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. It's always a pleasure to be here live in the man. Oh. Hey. Maybe not so live in the man. <laughs> you are more than six feet away. I, I am. I am I am no longer the king of non-social media. I am now the king of social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> we got to hashtag that. Yeah, t-shirts will be uh, readily available in uh, 6 to 12. Fantastic! Just leave that six to twelve open. Don't say months or weeks because we don't know yet. Because we do not know. We have so. no clue what's going to happen tomorrow. And and I, I did make this uh, correlation a little earlier, and I wrote it down because I thought it was clever when I said it. Uh, the coronavirus came out of nowhere and RKO'd the world. <laughs> um, it really did, and it didn't finish just yet. It was like a. Uh, a false finish because we 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 don't know the the time limit is still going. Now this is this is this makes WrestleMania look uh, pale in comparison. Oh in, man! In at this point, so uh, yeah, too big for one night, right? Uh, so so they say. I, I, I that, that's what I read. I I wasn't there. <laughs> Please go to WWE.com and buy that I wasn't there T-shirt. They need money. Um. So, so just to, uh, just real quick, Go I, ahead. I know you guys have already been talking and, and that kind of thing, so Go I apologize ahead. if I'm, I'm rehashing it's or all right. like that, but, but WWE, li- live in front of nobody, is right. fantastic. Can I, can I just say how wonderful it is to see like no fans there? Is that like, sarcasm or is that real? 
No, actually, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying it. I don't know. It's a nice break, a nice change. I, I, I don't know. I hate it. What? <laughs> I, I'm enjoying it. All right, well, so t- tell us what you like about it. Talk about it. Go ahead. Well, I, I just enjoy the fact that, like, you can hear the wrestlers, like, and they, they're they enjoying themselves in the ring because they can I do see that. whatever they want at this point, you know? So, I mean, what, who's going to tell them, no, you're fired. You can't work here anymore, you know? What? <laughs> what? You're quarantined. But, uh, but I was just curious, like, so WWE, all these years, they've been pumping crowd noise in for their events on t- television and stuff, <laughs> and here they are, perfect opportunity, they're, they're passing it up, they're missing it. Anyway. Oh my god, I love it. They really could be, and I wouldn't put it past them to do something like that. Uh, um, just seems obvious. No, <laughs> no crowd noise, however, uh, they are showing things like the Royal match and the Elimination Chamber match. So if you don't have the network now, they are showing you things on uh, USA and, uh, well, USA, yeah. Uh, FS1, I don't know. I haven't seen backstage yeah, yet. WrestleMania was on ESPN. WrestleMania was on ESPN. Actually, it's on the uh, one of the TVs in the background, the, uh, the uh, 448-inch flat screen that we have in the mansion. Oh, uh, nice. In the, in the clean nice. room. Yeah, it is the biggest TV ever. Like, uh, I can barely see it when I'm like uh, six feet away. <laughs> God, stop it! All right, no, but yeah, they are replaying it. They they do have some, um, you know, commentators on there, kind of prefacing it and kind of giving you an idea. Because the big ugly and I were talking about this CM Funk. So yeah. this is the one show. Uh, this is the one wrestling event that most people that that the fair weather fans that this is the one they watch. They either buy the pay per view for seventy or eighty bucks, or they're watching at a party with somebody on the network. Now, no parties, no establishments to go out and watch. You're going to have to either pay for this thing on pay per view, or get it on the network and pretty much watch it by yourself. Um, does this present? We we use the word spectacle. The, how do they recreate the spectacle of this thing before we get into the matches? And how do we come back from something like this? Because this is their year. Their whole week in Tampa Bay has been screwed. Um, you know, the economy of Tampa Bay, the WWE income. Like, what, what do you see as this? Uh, how do they come back from this? What do they do? I, I have no idea, to be honest with you, at, at this point. I mean, I think I think Mania is going to be it's going to be different. I mean, the rumor is is that they're already taping all of the segments and the yep. matches and stuff ahead yep. of time. That's what we were talking show. about earlier. Yep. Yeah, so it's going to be odd. I think it's going to be pieced together almost. Um, it's, I, I mean, it's not going to be the same thing. As much as I've enjoyed the empty arena, you know, <laughs> wrestling and everything, it, it's just not going to be the same. I don't know that they can. There's no way to capture that uh, spectacle, as yeah. you said. So, um, you know, I mean, I guess having Rob Gron- Gronkowski there is going to excite the entire world. I, uh, I don't know. Um, I, I wasn't excited yeah. by the promo he cut. Uh, I, you know, and you know, having Baron Corbin as a heater, I, nah, I, I can't. Yeah. And I mean, even his entrance into the ring was just goofy. He's just like, goofy in, in he's general. Goofy in general. What like what's his character going to be? I don't know. Goofy. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be goofy. That's that's what it's going to be. Um, but yeah, two nights, uh, you know, pieced together, probably 7 to 11. So we're not going to get a seven or eight hour event that's going to end after midnight. If they can piece it together, they can edit it for timing so that they can at least 
it, it'll be shows to watch. Now they they've disregarded NXT Takeover. They disregarded the Hall of Fame. Um, everything's put on hold until further notice. And what we were talking about, CM Funk, is are they just trying to toe the line to finish what they started as far as promoting WrestleMania? And do they just fall off until all of this coronavirus stuff passes? Or do they actually keep running with the ball as if nothing nothing has happened and, you know, just organically lead back into the crowds when they actually happen again? What do you think? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, knowing Vince, he'll just keep trying to push it down everybody's throat, pretend <laughs> like nothing's going on. But, mm-hmm. um, you, you know... That's Vince. I don't, I don't know, man. It's just... The whole thing is just so odd and so obviously has never happened before. Yeah. You know, so it's uh, it's hard to get a read as to you know what they're going to do, how they're going to handle you know storylines and that kind of thing. I mean, it's you feel like they have to pay it off somewhat, you know, especially like the you know Lesnar McIntyre match. You know that that's got to pay off at some point. I would think you know unless yeah. they can creatively you know extend the storyline. Um, so it's yeah, I don't know. It's it's this is the weirdest thing that I think any of us have ever had to talk about before. So uh, yeah, you know, and, and we'll they, see. yeah, but I say I got to give WWE props for uh, you know when they fell off the horse when this thing happened, they were right back on the ball. I mean, they were presenting like we all went, to, you know, we were too sweet in elimination chamber. The next night they had Raw with fans in front of them, but then two nights later with NXT. It was live from the Performance Center. Now, they had fans at the Performance Center at that point in time. But then when they got the SmackDown live on Friday night, no fans. You know? So they had to change course quickly. But they're still presenting a product on television. They're still putting an effort out there. Um, it's what kind of effort is different. But I got to give them props for Because this is one of the only sporting professional anything that's still happening right now. Um XFL got cut short again. Damn it, the XFL just can't cut a, catch, catch a break. Um, you know, uh, the, the uh, NHL seasons and, and Major League Baseball got pushed back. Anything else got pushed back. Um, I don't know. It's just... Big Ugly, before we get into the matches here, uh, wh- what do you think about uh, CM Funk's take on all this? You know, because I know you have a difference of opinion right now because of the empty arena thing, but... Uh, you know, that's why we're all here. To give we're not right, we're not wrong, we're just fans, man. And distancing ourselves. Yeah. We're just we're <laughs> yeah. just sanitary. Uh yeah. I'm not so dirty, but go ahead, Big Ugly. No, no, which part were you talking about? I was just saying, or, saying you know, whether it's it's uh what CM Funk's saying about the empty arena being a good thing or just WrestleMania as a whole, like we just don't know. Yeah. I mean, do you feel do you have an answer to I'm, any of this? I don't I don't have an answer. <laughs> like I really don't. I, I don't like, you know, as I said, I have not really been enjoying the empty crowd and I feel like that's such a huge part of WrestleMania because they just always try and get the largest crowd possible. Yeah. And you're going to zero. Right. There is no spectacle in this whatsoever. That word that we keep using. Like yeah. and I just feel like it's gonna be so weird. I mean, I think Big E you know, tweeted about it when okay. it was first announced and he was like, you know, we live in weird times, you yeah. know, and it's 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 the truth because WrestleMania in a performance center, no crowd, like it's it's the weirdest thing. Yeah, um, we're going, we're all gonna watch it though. We're I, gonna... I felt, I mean, I gotta say, I felt like, well, I don't know. I I wonder if they should have um, switched gears and postponed WrestleMania, but 
I know that they've been building to it. Yeah. For, you know. And who knows how long they'd have to stretch Right, they it. would have to stretch out storylines. So, I mean, I kind of get that they're kind of backed into a corner there. That's what I'm kind of thinking. They're going to they're gonna take WrestleMania, tie it all together, and not... And this is going to make me change some of my picks for WrestleMania, but I think they're going to tie it all together and put a bow on it and then just kind of do, I don't want to say house show content, but not any kind of big involved storylines, not until they can we can get past this and get back in front of crowds. Yeah, I think you see what they, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Maybe have one or two storylines, but not anything intricate. Right. Something that they can pay off from week to week and just keep running those shows that they're going to have like a storyline begin at the beginning of the night and it's going to end by the end of the night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Short to the point content. Um, and, and and the other the other thing got to kind of keep in mind too is like you know here we are talking about it and how you know it's going to be weird but there's still like two weeks before it happens it it might not happen at all even though they're recording this stuff and everything yeah like if the, you know if you get to I mean is you know we're we're in Maryland you know right now it's you know essential employees only you know and right. essential businesses and stuff you know. Is WWE essential, like, in two weeks' time, if there's some sort of, you know, That's a good question. or national, you know, like, all of a sudden, like, you know, the whole thing could get cut altogether. So it's going to be, I don't know how WWE, I mean, you said that they're kind of, they back themselves into a corner and, yeah, and all of this, and, and, and they really have, because how do you get out of it if, if you can't run anything at all, period, at this point? I mean, you just got to, you just got to cut your losses at some point, I think, so. That's why I'm thinking that that's an idea to um, to record everything now and then just present everything on the WWE Network because you know the network's going to keep going even if it doesn't have live content. It's got right. you know, uh, but whatever they record now, they're just trying to tie it all up so they can send everybody home. Um, and then that's what I think. Do they have any live matches anywhere until this whole thing is over? But uh, it's so unique in a. In a challenging way. Um, let's talk about the matches for WrestleMania. And then, uh, Sam Funk, we're going to get your take on this whole uh, coronavirus thing at the end. Because, you know, we just want to make sure you're okay as well with everybody else. Okay. So, absolutely. Right now, we have 11 matches over two nights. Um, let's start at the bottom and go up to... Well, let's just say this, and I said this a big ugly earlier. No Battle Royals. No Andre the Giant Battle Royal. No Vagina Battle Royal. Um, I'm not mad. Well, you know, they they would have just been on the pre-show anyway, right? I mean, so nothing like that. Um, So here we go. Aleister Black versus Bobby Lashley with Lana. That has kickoff match written all over it. I didn't even know that was happening. That has irrelevance written all over it. I love Aleister Black and everything that he has built himself up to be doing. And uh, he even got the rub by The Undertaker when you got your Undertaker moment, Big Ugly, because Aleister Black then won the match against AJ. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, I just I just feel like they kind of just like did away with the Bobby Lashley, Lana, and Russo thing. And I, I'm not understanding this, uh, this matchup right here. I don't know. Uh, CM Funk, anything on this match or shall we move on? Yeah. Move on. <laughs> yeah. I got no offense to the competitors, but that's what we got. Um, now we have uh, the Street Profits, the Raw Tag Team Champions, who after Raw was over on Monday got stunned by Austin a couple times, uh, which was interesting how they had that content off of the television. I think that would have been more fun on TV. Um, they're defending the Raw Tag Team Championships against Andrade and Angel Garza. Um 
Are Oops. you sure you're reading like you know real matches? Yes. Like booked. <laughs> I'm okay, serious. These these two were just added. Um, like I, I don't know what to say about that one because it doesn't make any sense. It, it, so, so these these first two matches you've talked about, you know, like they sound like they were the only wrestlers they could get to actually come in that weren't you know worried about the uh, you know, whole social distancing thing. So. They they didn't mind getting quarantined if it meant they could get some TV time. Okay, that's what it is. Um, so that, okay, yeah. And then, The Miz and John Morrison, who are the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, are taking on the winners of The New Day versus The Usos, which should be happening on SmackDown this week. Um, so, so some potential in there. It's nothing we haven't seen before. Um, you know, but anybody got anything on this match? No, I mean, I don't know. I've been... <laughs> Oh man, like these first three matches are just very just unimpressive. These don't sound like um, WrestleMania matches. I to have me. not been a fan of the Morrison Miz thing. I, yeah, I don't know. Um, I but think it's better in front of people if they had people to play off of. Maybe. But um, and I mean, gosh, we've seen the Usos and New Day wrestle so many times. Yeah, and they've been champions both of them so many times. Yeah. Um, can we move on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um. And Sam Funk is on here, ladies and gentlemen. He is on here. We just we just keep burying through this card. Mm-hmm. Here's another match that uh, now all of these first four matches actually I think would have been better as like this is your main event of Raw or this is your main event of SmackDown and let's just have con- content continuing while you can have empty arena matches. Um, case in point, Bailey defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Lacey Evans and Dana Brooke and Tamina. And Naomi and Sasha Banks. There's the twist. Ooh. Um. Hey, hey, hey okay. I got, I got one comment for this whole match. Yeah. Tamina. <laughs> Is there a question mark on the side? Big, big question mark at the end of that. Like, what? I think she's still like employed by the WWE. I, I think have no idea. So. She might live in Florida, and she might be able to get past this travel yeah. ban. So. Well, I think she was in. Uh-huh. A, she was in a Royal Rumble, wasn't she? I believe she was. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> so uh, there, there's uh, Lacey Evans was getting this big push, and now she's, you know, whatever. But then Sasha Banks, this is a whole Bailey versus Sasha. You know, are they friends? Are they not? Does Sasha turn on her to win the title? Who knows? Does anybody really care? Um, it's a six pack challenge, so I'm I'm assuming everybody's got to get eliminated uh, before there's a winner. So does anybody pick a winner in this one? Does Bailey win? Does Sasha? Take it. I don't know. Anybody? Um, <laughs> See, this you know, is I, I, this I is not like our usual match, WrestleMania podcast. Yeah. We're usually more excited. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like this match was supposed to have been Sasha versus Bailey one on one. Yeah, they just because of all this stuff happening, they ran out of the ability to build to a storyline. Yeah, all, and they just threw it together. So probably. Uh, yeah, I, 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 got, I, I can't even pick anything so far. Like, okay. this, is, this is terrible. I, I picked moving on. Uh, <laughs> I picked bathroom break, lots of bathroom break. And we're all, you know, kind of you know sitting at home anyway, so we'll probably be eating and drinking a little bit more, so we might have to use the bathroom more. All right, here's the actual WrestleMania card in itself. Seven matches uh, that actually have some push and some story behind it. The first one... Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins, the Monday Night Messiah, preaching to nobody. Um, and Kevin Owens was actually the first one to come out and say, oh, this is in an empty arena, this is in my performance center, oh, whatever. Uh, any feelings on this, gentlemen? 
Maybe I should have started with the next pick. Hold on. What, who, you said Kevin Owens. What? Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins, one-on-one. Um, I know you don't like Seth Rollins. No, I mean, I, I, I've actually enjoyed the Monday Night Messiah. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's a good, the, that's the a good Mon- character. Yeah, the Monday Night Messiah has been a good, it's been a good character. Okay. I enjoy it. Um, but, I mean, yeah, sure. I'm, <laughs> you going it, with the Messiah? Yeah. It's Why more, not? you know what, it's more, you know what it is? It's more of Kevin Owens that I don't enjoy. Because I feel like. It's kind of stale, isn't it? Yeah, and I feel like. Like I think I think I might have said this on the last podcast that we did that they're trying to like kind of build him as like this Austin style character, but he just like isn't there. Yeah, like, it's like it's like it's been half done. And they started when he when he started feuding with Shane McMahon. What was that like last year? Yeah, and he had to yeah. feud with Shane McMahon, but like Shane kind of like buried him. You know when it was like he was getting fired and stuff, and it's just like. And for me, his character just hasn't improved since. Okay. I mean, he's done some cool stuff. All right, that spot where he did the stunner, he like poured the popcorn on Yeah, dude. the popcorn All spot. Right. That was great. That was a good spot. But at the same time, I still just like, okay. And that's a pretty interesting uh, little gimmick. And that was a little like inside uh, locker room thing for uh, wrestling, pro wrestling. Because they do have something called the popcorn match. When you, uh, you know, it's kind of like the bathroom break where you go out and get popcorn and go to the That's what the whole, the rib was when he brought out the popcorn because he was like, that's what you are. You're a popcorn match. Yeah. Seth Rollins. So, I mean, if they actually got some feud and f- fuel underneath that, that could be interesting. But I don't, I'm not sure it may be a last man standing match. Uh, I, I'm not exactly sure, but, you know, that's, that's kind of what it is. Um, here, uh, CM Funk, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I, I actually, I actually have a pick on this one. A it's pick. I, yeah, no, I, I, we are still doing that, right? Yeah, why not? Make sure. Go ahead. Yeah, so I, I think that uh, I think Rollins wins this just to continue building the Monday Night Messiah since mm. he's kind of being built into the top heel yeah. or in brawl at this point. Um, so I think he wins, and Kevin Owens just goes on to doing whatever, goes back to NXT or something like that. So goes on being and, stale. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, here we go. The uh, Undertaker, who has come out human as AJ Styles is portraying him, uh, against AJ Styles, one-on-one. Uh, do we have a pick? Is this The Undertaker's last WrestleMania match uh, again? And will <laughs> can AJ Styles make Undertaker look good? Let's start with you, Big Ugly. So, uh, as far as this being the last match, I, I watched the Undertaker interview with Austin on that Broken Skull thing. Did you right. guys see that? I saw that, yeah. All right. So, I think that when I gathered from what... It, it seems like he's having trouble, you know, hanging the hat up. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, quite literally. So, I, I don't think this is going to be his last match. I don't okay. think that the Undertaker would want his last match to be in an empty arena. Um, uh, you know, you. with no fanfare and you know no big entrance you know i okay. think he would probably come back for next year's okay yeah cm funk yeah i mean until they literally bury the undertaker <laughs> like, i think he's buried alive so uh, i can't see this being his last time especially like to uh, big ugly's point about you know being in an empty arena that just kind of kills the whole aura you know with the entrance and all that stuff so yeah yeah i mean i does he beat aj probably and all is there a point to this match other than that's who undertaker wanted to wrestle and aj didn't have anything going on 
probably not either. So, uh, yeah, I could see this going on and maybe ending at the uh, Super WrestleMania show in Saudi Arabia in <laughs> um, September. So. Oh, my God. So you're going with Undertaker? Yeah, well, of course. Uh, well, all right. What do you think? You got a pick there, uh, Big Oh, no, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going with Taker on this. Yeah. Going with Undertaker, so. I would... Uh, I would. I mean, regardless of this is the Undertaker's last match, I do agree with you guys. I would hope that he would put AJ over uh, because AJ is is going to be the more believable performer at this point in time. Because not no offense to the Undertaker, like the choke slam, the tombstone. You know, AJ. If, if somebody's going to have a counter or a way to overcome that. You know, beating up the old man and, and you know, but you know, AJ's like forty two himself, you know, but he's not he's not a spring chicken, but he's not in Undertaker shape. So I'm gonna go with AJ on this one, uh, just to see what happens because I'm changing picks later on, as we'll see. Um, here's here's a match we've never seen before at WrestleMania. Uh, John Cena, we, we literally people won't be able to see him. I mean, unless you watch the <laughs> network. Uh, Against the Mark, f- you're watching SmackDown on Fox recorded <laughs> right now because that's the match they're showing from WrestleMania 30. Is- right, which is exactly what's on in the background, what's going to be on in the background shortly. Uh, what we're watching. So, yeah, it's he faced Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania, and it actually was a better match than I gave it credit for at the time. Um, just because that WrestleMania was a little bit whack, especially with The Undertaker losing to Brock Lesnar uh, during that WrestleMania. So, I, I, I see the Fiend character... I'm not sure how well that's going to do. Most of his stuff with the Firefly Funhouse is done on promo anyway, you know, with no fans. And with his little, yay, with his little kids in the background. So I see this, you know, I I don't see this being a detriment to this match, but I do see The Fiend winning, hopefully, because he got buried in Saudi Arabia. And I, I would like this character to regain steam once we get fans back, but I think there's a lot of content that he can do online. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that if their idea was to bring John Cena back for a win, then The Fiend was not the right person to put him in. No. Like, he... Yeah, The Fiend needs to get this win for sure. Amen. And since John Cena did go over on him at that WrestleMania we were talking about, it makes no sense for John Cena to win this match for anything at all. Uh, CM Funk. Yeah, the Fiend's got to win. I mean, there's no point to Cena winning um, at this point, especially in front of a, you know, not live studio audience. Right. So, um, yeah, yeah. And is it weird, though, that, like, you know, literally John Cena can't see anybody, even though (laughs) usually we can't see him? That's what he's going to do. He's going to turn the hand around. He's going to do it to the camera. I can't see you. You know, that's going to be. so, yeah, I, I don't know how good of the match it's going to be, but, uh, yeah, I think we're all going with The Fiend on this one. Um, let's see. How about uh, Goldberg defending the Universal Championship against Roman Reigns? I think we all talked about this one on the way to and from Elimination Chamber. Um, does anybody see this match going more than five minutes? Uh, and does anybody see anything else except spot, 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 spear, Roman Reigns wins? That that should be all it is. <laughs> it should not exceed any of that. <laughs> it should That match should last less time than it took for me to explain it. It should be a mirror of the Lesnar-Goldberg match. Yeah. It, it should, yeah. I, they had a face-to-face uh, 
contract signing on SmackDown, which I think you're probably uh, going to be watching there pretty soon, CM Funk. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm getting to it, getting to it. Uh, it's, it didn't do anything for me at all. Uh, nothing. So what do you think, CM? I think uh, me and Big Ugly are on the same page on this one. How about you? Yeah, I, I, I'm basically on the same page. My, my only thing would be is do do titles change hands in front of nobody? You know, like, I mean, does that, that would be the only thing. Like, you know, are we going to have a lot of, like, screwball finishes and stuff, you know, at, at WrestleMania just so they can continue the storyline, you know, down the road? I, I don't mm. know. A lot, of, a lot of unanswered questions. But, yeah, reality Roman Reigns should squash Goldberg. And yeah, let's just move on. So yeah, yeah, I mean they could do exactly what you're talking about, uh, Funk, because they could try and preserve this uh, big payoff with Goldberg and Reigns until SummerSlam. Right. If they think that you know they can get the crowd back in there to see the big dog get the belt back, and that's the fear with this whole card, and especially the matches we're about to talk about. Do they do they schmaz? All of this and just keep it going. I hope not, because I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm interested in some of these things to a point, but I don't think I could go any further than two weeks from now. I need so I needed I need these things to end, and for new things to be built. <laughs> that's just me personally. I need new stuff. Uh, that's why we're gonna keep watching AEW because they're gonna keep having dynamite on um, and doing it in different ways. Okay, so. That is that. Let's go to Becky Lynch, the Raw Women's Champion. The man taking on Shayna Baszler, who ran the gauntlet in the Elimination Chamber and beat everybody. And actually going back and watching that match with the commentary, they really built up Shayna Baszler in that match. Like, you know, just dominating everyone. So, I don't know. I um, CM Funk, let's start with you on this one. What do you, what do you see coming out of this one? You know, this, this is this is the one match that I think you could definitely see a title change, you know, without, without question and with it being okay and making sense and, and working. Um, I think Shayna Baszler made some comments, whether it was on social media or wherever it was, I'm not sure where I, where I read it, but where she was like, she was playing up the fact that it was in front of an empty arena and people would be able to hear the bones cry crunching and breaking mm. and all that like so she played into her character nice despite what the situation is and all and i'm like okay i can buy that you know at least that's got some character development despite everything and so you know i could see and plus i think i, I see sasha i uh, mean sasha wow <laughs> Shayna, man i can see Shayna winning and and I think Becky needs to lose the belt at this point. Yeah, she's just kind of gotten stale. So, I, you know, I, she, she's she's one of those that's a better chaser than she is maybe, you know, holding on to the belt. So. I, I agree. And I actually think that Shayna should win in a dominant faction. fashion. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, yeah. I, think that it, I think that it would add a little bit more to the story going forward if Shayna comes in and almost does what, like, what Brock did to Cena back in, like, what was that, 2012, 2013? Yeah. <laughs> you know, if she kind of right. dominates... You know, and then it would also set up with the absence of Ronda Rousey. It makes Shayna look like an even even better and you know hardcore wrestler than than Rousey was, and it'll give um, you know Lynch a good um, heel to go against for the next couple months. Speaking of, uh, yeah, and I agree with you too. I think uh, that would be a little bit out of the ordinary, but this is an out of the ordinary WrestleMania and have your biggest star that has been, you know, one of your top person for the last year or two 
have somebody squash her. I mean, it doesn't make sense for Shayna Baszler to run the gauntlet in the elimination chamber and then come in and do the job to Becky. That doesn't make any sense. Exactly. Why set her up like a monster to just have her, you know, either lose to Becky or go 15, 20 minutes in a, you know, back and forth match? Yeah, like a back and forth, Because she was destroying people in the elimination chamber, yeah. And it wasn't just, I mean, it, this was like the cream of the crop. This was like yeah. everybody, you know, except for Sarah Morgan uh, or Logan, whatever her name is. Uh, no, but that's it, it, just like top people, including Asuka. So, absolutely. Um, now, speaking of Ronda Rousey, there has been rumor and innuendo and pictures of her at the performance, not the performance center, um, the main offices, WWE headquarters, WWE headquarters uh, that she was there and uh, that she has the opportunity to make a comeback. Do we see comebacks or surprises or anything like that at WrestleMania because of the lack of spectacle? Does it make any sense? Um, let's uh, start with you, Big Ugly, because we're talking about spectacle. Yeah. Um, man, I mean, it, it, at this point, it's like... It, it like you get no crowd yeah, pop, you no, get no reaction. Pop. Yeah, it's the truth. I don't think... I, don't, I think it would be a waste yeah. if they did it. I think... If you're gonna bring Ronda back, you're gonna bring Kane Velasquez back because that's who they, you know, yep. they took the picture together. Yep. I think you wait until you get back to crowds in the building to to get that that pop. Okay. I think the first couple of live shows that actually come back on the air once this thing is all straightened out, I think they need to they need to pack them like they did with the Attitude Era Monday Night right. Raw, like with yeah. surprises and, and all yeah. kinds of bullshit. Like, let's say, uh, you know, a good if, if which, you know, we don't know we're talking about this, but if Money in the Bank mm. has crowd in it, that's a great place to bring Ronda Rousey back. Amen. Right in the Money in the Bank uh, tournament. Yeah, you know? let her let yeah. her come in let as come a in. competitor in a match. Right. Let her come up and grab and the briefcase. Brief and case, right, exactly. That's, Man, she she could run with that as a heel that. for a while. Yeah. Amen. Um... So what do you think, uh, CM Funk? Do you see surprises? Do you see uh, swerves? You know that kind of stuff. Like you said, like leading on storylines or, or or bow tied on, especially this one. I, I I hope I hope we don't see them at all. And I agree with everything you guys said. I mean, it's it, it would be such a waste, you know. But it's the WWE, so <laughs> you know, like like the, the things that you expect them to do or or that you hope they would do, they they totally go against it and waste everything you know so uh so yeah so i wouldn't be surprised but i sure hope that that they're they save that stuff until they come back with uh, live shows so now to twist it a little bit before we get into the last two matches now aew uh, in the past week for the first empty arena show that they had first of all they had their heels on one side faces on the other all six feet apart like cheering during the matches which was fun uh very fun and it was they, fun. It was good. Yeah, and they also had the return of uh, Brody Lee, aka Luke Harper, um, as the uh, the exalted one, actually, which was pretty much a swerve because towards the end you saw Vanguard One th- flying in with the damn drone, and you saw Matt Hardy up there, the broken Matt Hardy, uh, yes. to no fanfare with these returns on AEW, but it worked. Because it stoked my interest, because I can't wait, wait to see AEW again. And when they do have a crowd, that can, that just means that they can work the crowd even hotter with all these uh, and you know not stealing people, but just bringing new people in. I think it works for on the AE, <clears throat> excuse me on the AEW level, not necessarily on the WWE level as far as the surprises I, and things like that. Yeah, I totally agree because WWE you expect the surprises because they've got the money to throw out there to bring people in. Yeah. AEW, while yeah, the Smarks, you know, we're all reading everything and we 
trying to figure out where people are going and yeah. you know but but it's still kind of cool to see and it did it you know i when it happened on dynamite and all i thought to myself when i saw Brody lee and saw matt hardy i was like oh did they waste this opportunity and all but then at the same time i was like no they piqued my interest and got me to watch on yeah, an empty crowd uh you know show and everything so uh and, and so aew's yeah, still new so it's like you know right. they, they've been gaining some momentum and doing some good stuff and now they have to run into this roadblock that there's you know no fans or you know in the arena or whatever so uh and they they've had a lot of good ticket sales for a lot of events that aren't are getting postponed so right. i think they have to pack everything into those two hours that they can every week wwe has a whole lot more opportunity for content they can wait for the fans they don't need yeah, well, to blow their whole wad right now. WWE also owns everything that they've got, you know. So <laughs> unlike AEW, you know, they're they're basically renting space, yeah. You know, as it were. So it's like, you know, it's definitely two different uh, two different animals. Amen. All, but, yeah. So, uh, and a shout out to AEW for uh, putting the effort forth as well. So moving on, uh, we got two matches left. And then I got some. I got a question after that. But uh, so we have Rhea Ripley defending the NXT Women's Championship against Charlotte Flair uh, at WrestleMania. The first time the NXT Women's Championship has ever been defended at WrestleMania, and we do have Charlotte Flair, the big established superstar, who is underneath right now and playing the heel against Rhea Ripley, the face. Um, start with you, Big Ugly. We have a winner. Do we have a? Do we have a why? Yeah, I mean, I think Rhea Ripley will probably win this just because I don't think that they want to use Charlotte on NXT. Um, I think it would be, you know, logically, it just seemed like it would be too big of a blow to the main roster to have her go to NXT. So I think they'll just kind of do a one-off with Rhea Ripley beating her. One-off. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Sam Funk? Um, I'm like a huge Rhea Ripley fan, but I don't know why, but I just think Charlotte's going to win this. Um, for kind of the, the whole opposite reason, uh, Big Ugly, I think I think they want to push NXT and get the ratings because the ratings have been getting killed, especially yeah, well, uh, recently. That. You know, with I mean, I realize it's different circumstances, but it's still they're getting killed by AEW on Wednesday night. So um, I think they're going to try to use Charlotte, you know, or or NXT for the future. You can have a long sustained run with her and. You know, take an Ornrea Ripley, build a story out for a couple of matches. Um, you know, I, that that's my opinion as to how yeah. it goes. I actually um, hope I, you're I right. I'd be shocked if Rhea Ripley does beat Charlotte, though, as a one-off either. But Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was, I was saying, I actually hope that you're right, because I actually wouldn't mind seeing Charlotte go somewhere else, because I get tired of her getting put yeah. into the title picture. You know, every other storyline, she's, you know, fighting somebody for the title. It gets annoying. So. Right. I wouldn't right, mind her going. Right, she's, she's John Cena right now. Yes, it's, it's really annoying, and it's so. and it's so soon in her career. Like it's just like immediately, but yeah, yeah. And yeah. this is where my uh, my feelings uh, are changing. So because of what's going on in the world, um, I don't see them giving the ball to the new people right now. Like I see them, I see them towing the line. And waiting and pushing people when there's more substance behind it. So this is why I I, I do feel Roman Reigns will win the title. I'm 100% sure on that. Goldberg's a part-time player. Roman is the big dog. He's their face of the company. I get that. I think Becky will keep her championship, and I think that will stretch that storyline out longer. I think 
just because of what's happening in the world, for no other reason, this is why Charlotte Flair will win the NXT Women's Championship. But um, it's the NXT Championship, not the SmackDown or Raw Championship. I'm still torn. I still think Charlotte will win the match. Um, but I do, I do hope Rhea wins. But I, I just want to see... If we see Charlotte win, it just means that when NXT does come back on television, they have they have a main event. Not that they don't have main event superstars now, but do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. their women's division is a little a little bland right now. Right. So I I see that Charlotte going to help them out, and it's not being a blow to her or to Ripley. Ripley can fight up from underneath. It just seems like this is a spot that Ripley was I don't want to say forced into, but she's been hot. Real quick, this would be like Keith Lee winning the North American title and defending it at WrestleMania and winning it. You know what I mean? It's like right. way too much, too fast. Right. Yeah. Go with experience. Go at and yeah, I'm not. We've seen it ten times. I'm not crazy about it, but I understand it. Let Charlotte win, and let's see where this coronavirus thing goes. Because if you try to push a young storyline. WWE can do whatever they want. We talked about this before, but it just it makes it makes less sense if you're trying to push somebody new on television in, in front of no fans or in front of a crowd with no fans. Like, give it to the people that can yeah. tow the line for now. Yeah, because because if you're going to lose your fans for a month or two because of you know what's going on and everything, in order to bring them back, you need star power. Yeah, and all that's it. And I, I think that's that's kind of where I am with it too. You know, that's kind of what I think. Is, and uh, this is why I'm not changing my pick for the next match. But uh, let's see. The, and this is one that's slated to be the main event of the show, which is the only thing that could probably change my mind. If this is the last match on the show, except you don't get the spectacle with the fireworks or anything, it's Brock Lesnar defending the WWE Championship against Drew McIntyre, the winner of the 2020 Royal Rumble. I'm sticking by my guns. I'm, and especially with this happening now, in the world, I'm saying Brock wins the title or keeps the title. He doesn't have to be on television anyway. He never is. But let... <laughs> right, this coronavirus plays right into his wheelhouse. Yeah, exactly. This him. plays into his 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 whole life. Like, And that gives it more time for this to build up to SummerSlam or, or a, the WrestleMania reboot or whatever the hell they do. And then have Drew win it on a bigger stage in front of people. I think he deserves that moment. I do not think that... Him winning the title in front of no fans makes sense. Especially since when he got his big first part of this push, when he won the Royal Rumble, it was in front of 40,000, 50,000 fans. You know what I mean? This, I can't... I, will, I love Drew McIntyre. I hope he does good things, but I don't see it. Big Ugly, what do you think? Drew McIntyre beating Lesnar? Um, yeah, no, I, I think that... Uh, I, I feel like it's going to be a waste... But I feel like Drew is going to lose. Yeah. I feel like they're going to use it for a time to get Brock. Brock will still keep the title. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're really ready for Drew McIntyre to be Universal Champion. And it's he can't. He, I just he can't lead the company where there's nobody there. There's nothing. If you're leading the company in front of the camera, it doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I I agree with you. What do you think, uh, CM Funk? Yeah, I mean when we when we uh, were on the road to elimination chamber uh, and everything <laughs> on the I mean, road to quarantine, to, to, totally uh, totally Drew McIntyre wins this. It's no doubter, no brainer. You know, 
now I I agree. Brock has got to win just so you've got that star power coming back and 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 give Drew a big moment at SummerSlam or yeah or the WrestleMania. Uh, super WrestleMania from Saudi Arabia, whatever you know. So, um, yeah, there's there's no no question. Uh, it doesn't make any sense to give somebody his moment in front of nobody. Yeah, and so, that would be like if I just that, don't think Brock should beat him clean. No, no. Yeah, I agree. I agree too. I think it needs to be a false finish or something like that. Yeah, he needs to hit him in the balls or something. It's, it's something or to Heyman where gets involved. Right, right. Yeah. There needs to be a screw job, and this is where I think the yeah. screw job and the smazas come in a lot on this card, um, because beating somebody clean here makes no. It doesn't give you any traction. Like it doesn't build you to do anything at all. But <clears throat> I think that Brock is still. A name and a draw for once in a while on Raw, especially where there's no fans. Um, and that, that, you know, Brock lives in the middle of nowhere with nobody except his wife and his kids and his, and his animals. So this is great. It's, you know, in front of nobody. Perfect. Um, but I think, I think Drew should give him a fight. I don't think this one should be a squash. No, I don't think You so. know what I mean? Yeah. I right. think it no, should be... I don't know how many false finishes you can get out of a no audience, <laughs> like seriously. Yeah. But I think there's there's money in this feud down the road. There's nothing in it right now. Right. So let Brock keep the title. So this begs the question, what match – does it even matter at this point what match is the main event? Because you got two nights – is the main event the last match that they show? I mean, and, and if so, what would it be? I have my opinion, but I want to start with CM Funk. What do you think? Well, well, we still have one more match to talk about. It, Did it, I forget it, something? Yeah, you forgot Edge and Orton. Holy shit. Well, that's not... Yeah, I guess it is. It will be official after tonight. But, uh, and that was one we all thought might be the main event anyway. So... Uh, that's why I think it is. Let's talk about that first before we go into that question. I'm sorry, I forgot because it's not on here yet. But um, that, go that ahead. One is, a la- is supposed to be last man. Standing. That's the last man standing match. I knew it was yeah. in there somewhere. Yep. Okay, so CM Funk, let's start with you. Um, they had Edge come out and cut a promo in front of nobody. It was a pretty good shoot promo. It was a good promo. Um, and <clears throat> from what I understand, very much unscripted. Uh, yeah. Just, just kind of like Randy Orton's promo in front of Beth Phoenix. So, uh, what do you think of this match? This match will happen. Last man standing. Does this is this the main event of one of the nights, or is this the main event of the whole thing, no matter what night it is? Go ahead. Uh, I, to me, for me, it's the main event, no matter what. Um, Would have been better had it been, you know. Uh, you know, in Tampa and all that, but sure. I, to me, it's still the main event. I, it's the best storyline WWE has going Amen. by far. Um, it actually feels like a storyline. The two of them are in as good of shape as they've ever been, yep. which is saying a lot, especially for Edge. Yeah, and and I think if they do a last man standing, it makes sense to do a last man standing match in a live in front of a um, nobody. Yeah, because you can really get away with a bunch of stuff. <clears throat> And I, I don't know. To me, it's just got all the makings of a main event. It's two super names. It's it's everything. So um, I, th- I think I think Horton wins. I don't think Edge, um, you know, gets the retaliation immediately. You know, I feel like they can drag this on now, and especially 
they're going to have to, um, I think, you know, until they can get them in front of people at SummerSlam or wherever it might be. So, Would it um, have been a one-off if it was in front of 80,000 people? Probably. I think Edge probably would have won and gotten, uh, you know, the big pop and all that good kind of stuff, but uh, which wouldn't I think, have, I think Orton. Which wouldn't have hurt Randy Orton at all. I mean, not at all. Not at all. No. But uh, Big Ugly, what do you think? The is main event caliber match. Who do you think wins, and how does this go? You mean Edge and Orton main yep. caliber? Yep. No, I don't think it's main caliber match, but uh, but I do think that um, I agree that I think Orton might get this, and then they kind of carry the storyline a little further, which I won't be mad at. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. I don't want to see this end either. Yeah. Uh, if Edge wins uh, to no spectacle, no pomp and circumstance, I think either way, that would tie, there's no reason for Randy Orton to come after him again. You know what I mean? It right. just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, because in the storyline's mind, if Edge wins, then he would have come back and gotten what he wanted. But, I mean, WWE can twist it if Edge wins and then you know, Orton goes after the family. Whatever. I don't know. I'd like to see Orton win. Um, I, I think this is the the biggest match of WrestleMania. Um, I think we're all on the same page. You know, maybe not a main event match, big ugly, but definitely big match. But I think you got to end both nights with a high note. So this is why I think that Roman Reigns beating Goldberg will be one of the ending matches of one of the nights, and the other night will actually be the ending match will be Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler. This is where I see Becky winning because she's still a face, kind of an anti-hero right now. Um, you know, so anything, you know, what do you think, uh, CM Funk? Do you see any matches leading off or ending because it's going to be pre-recorded anyway? I'm, I'm pretty sure one of those first five matches we didn't talk about will be leading off um, <laughs> something. Uh, but, uh, yeah. yeah, no, I mean... I, to me, I, I, I don't know, especially, you know, and not even the fact that it's it's not in front of anybody, but the fact that it's over two nights, yeah. you know, makes it harder for me to call, you know, what the, the match order might be. Sure. Um, you know, I, I mean, I feel like, you know, I kind of feel the same way that a championship match probably will end both nights. Um, Definitely. I, you know, I really want Wharton and Edge to end the second night, be the final, but I'm sure it'll be Goldberg and Roman Reigns. So yeah, yeah, because, yeah, that was yeah. my pick for the second night. Yeah. My, and my pick for the first night was uh, uh, Shayna and Becky. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could see that you know, being the case for both, too. Uh, it's, it's just so weird. Like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, usually it's so easy to figure it out. Like, yeah. this time, yeah, just no clue. I mean, you don't even know how many matches it might end up actually being, you know, that right. sort of thing. It's like... And I said, you know, depending on how many they record and whatever they try to, to play and edit, and because they, you know, this doesn't have to be live now, so you don't have to play with that. And you don't have an entrance that's 80 yards long. Um, so, y you know, you don't need all that time. But it'll be definitely interesting to watch WrestleMania. I'm sure we will all watch it in our own ways. Uh, we will be coming back uh, after WrestleMania, hopefully getting Jam and Jason back, uh, getting CM Funk. Maybe we can all be in the same place at the same time. Um, you know, less than six feet apart. I mean, I, I like you guys, but you know, it's, it's, it, we'll see. Um, but we're gonna have a good time. We had a good time at the elimination chamber. Shout out to Jason, Justin Tucker as well. Um, we all had a great time. And uh, CM Funk, uh, we're we're gonna, we're gonna start taking it home here. Got the go home yeah. cue from uh, 
our wonderful producer, uh, the big ugly. But let's um, let's yep. put a <laughs> let's uh, let's put a tie on this. Um, Let's shoot on the coronavirus a little bit. How is this affecting you? How are you uh, enjoying the media taking care of this? And also, what do you think about the uh, the virus itself and, and the economic downturn of what's going on? I know you have opinions. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, you know, most of you can have your Austin 316. I've got my COVID-19, which says I have to work from home. So, um, <laughs> you know, that, that's kind of how it's affecting me at this point. Um, Saving gas money. Yeah, well, that is true. And and travel money, because you do travel a lot. I, I do travel. I do travel. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, I, I don't know, from one day to the next, it's it's hard to know what's going on, you know, um, you know, job-wise and that kind of thing. So it's a little it's a little weird, a little scary, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll see through it all. So, uh, you know, from that aspect, it is what it is. And um, as far as the coverage goes, you know, I, I'm just kind of watching when the the people in charge start talking, you know, and, and kind of paying attention to what they say more so than what the media does. Sure. What the media says. So, um, you know, I'd rather have the facts than just whatever, you know, might be out there. Um, but other than that, you know, uh, the family's good. The house is good. Everybody's, you know, we got food, we're, we got drink, we got alcohol, which, you know, I'm good. You can Can't get it delivered now. <laughs> you, you can, you can. Um, and, and apparently, uh, Alcoholic beverage stores, otherwise known as liquor stores, are um, essential uh, businesses, so they can remain open. So, uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty exciting there. Oh my god! <laughs> and uh, this is interesting too. The Broken Skull IPA, the El Segundo, uh, is in a distribution house in Maryland. However, um, they haven't started shipping it through the distribution house yet. That was on their plan to do, but uh, unfortunately, this coronavirus thing kind of backed everything off. So. Uh. Uh, I, I'm still interested in trying that. I mean, Austin drank about 16 of them on uh, Monday Night Raw, but uh, <laughs> between him and Becky Lynch, uh, you know, who Becky was sipping, you know, uh, had a pinky up, but that's okay. Um, more so than this, uh, Big Ugly, you, you know, we we got a strange situation happening here, but uh, we're gonna keep going. Absolutely, man. We're going to keep going. I'm glad you... Wrestling's uh, going to keep going. Wrestling? It's, it's going the to keep movies going. aren't going, but wrestling's going to keep going. <laughs> we did talk about that briefly, and I wanted to get CM Funk on the line about that. So the other the other part of the entertainment history, uh, in industry. So, like, you know, Netflix shows and streaming services, and uh, everything has stopped production moving forward. So all these shows that are supposed to get finales, all these movies that are supposed to come out this year, I mean, what do they do? Do they just back everything off and just delay it you know and is, well, that, is that all we're doing well i've seen where a few of the movies have that have been released already into the theaters like started streaming too you yep. know offering uh, uh, digital and all that so i think you might see more of that uh, maybe with some of the lesser films maybe not the big uh, expected blockbusters that are in the can or whatever but uh you know so might not be such a bad thing I'm, uh, i don't have a problem maybe you know, renting one or two of those, you know, as okay. they come out of something. So uh, I, I think it'll yeah. be fine, you know. Yeah, I actually just did that the other night. I, uh, rented, we rented the uh, the uh, Invisible Man, which was really good. Ah, um, and that's, okay. that was still just in the movie theaters, um, you know, before they closed everything down. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, a lot. Some of the some of these movies are already delayed until next year. You know, like Fast and Furious. They were like the first to announce that they're moving mm. back to twenty twenty one. Wow. Some of these movies are just delayed with no real right. date. So I think that 
I think that probably a lot of them, because they're the bigger ones, yeah. are probably just hoping that by the summer this clears up and they can just kind of insert them into some of them summer spots. Right. So I'm thinking right. timing is a big thing with this too, because a lot of movies usually come out like the end of college, beginning of you know summer break, things like that. That's when you know like end of May, a lot of big movies come out. Same thing with uh, holiday time, a lot of big right. movies coming out then too. But it's when they expect the most people to go into the theater. But you know, I don't know. Does this scare people off to go in? I don't want to go sit in a seat that somebody else just sat in and they don't sanitize the shit. Like, I mean, pardon my language. I'm just like, I'm just thinking of how this affects like the entire world moving on. Do people live in fear now? I mean, what what is what is how does this work? What do you think? I, Big ugly. I, I'm gonna start with you with this one. You know, as far as things like that and going to events and places that more have more than ten people in it, do people live in fear? Do these things just not happen, or do do we just turn it back on at some point when the curve gets bumped and say, "Hey, let's go back on living our lives"? Yeah, no, listen. I think that I think that people are going to jump. The younger, I will say this: the younger people are going to jump at the chance to just get back out into lives. I think that the older people in society are definitely going to be like way more reserved. Okay, but you kind of already see that. Like the millennials and the younger generations were the ones that was like, "We don't care. We're going to still fly." You know, they still did still want to party on the beach down in Florida, right? Shit. Exactly. So I think that you know, as soon as things get announced that it's open, you're definitely going to see all the younger generations back out, like you know, okay, in the world. Now, and this is something that we talked about. Too. I mean, I mean, you kind of need it. I mean, considering how long stuff is going to be shut down and economic hit, it's like yeah. you can't really afford for people to slowly get back out. Like you're going to need people to get back out and start, you know, hitting that stuff again. You know, people are going to need to get employed again. I would hope so. You know, so and and, and no offense to people listening to the podcast because that's a that's a streaming service too. You know, we're we're out there, but I'm just thinking about it. Like most of this generation. This you the, the the younger generation has been on their phones and on their tablets and on you know a kind of disconnected from the physical world as it is. Does it make it worse now because you really can't? This is what you got now. You got a tablet, you got a phone, you got a streaming service. You can't go out into the world. Do people get so jaded at that point? You know where it's like. I would hope that they would want to go outside. This would actually turn people around and be like, "Man, I want to go out and do something different." I hope that's the case. CM Funk, what do you think about that? Do do we do we have a good turnaround when this thing's all over? Do we have the economy flooded with people that want to spend money, or do we have um, a bunch of uh, a bunch of zombies? I, I think I think we'll have people back out and about. It might take some time. I think that's going to be the thing. Um, I think you're going to have a, a bigger issue where there may be. You know, people that have been unemployed for a long period of time, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah. you might not get flooded back out there because people don't have the money right I, off the there bat. There you go. I got but, you. But as, you know, people start regaining jobs and businesses start, you know, kind of opening and getting back to normal, I think you'll be, everything will be fine at some point. It, will it ever be the same again? No, it wasn't after 9-11 either. You know, things have, have changed. Yeah. I just hope and my prayer for everything is that we take the time that we're being given now to be at home, to be with the people that we, you know, love or to be able to, you know, kind of take a step back from the constant grind and the constant go, go, go that we've been dealing with for years. And this is an opportunity for everybody to maybe step back, 
relax a little and maybe bring that back into into our lives you know kind of get back to the basics again as it were so um you know that's just that's my hope that that's what will come out of this i think that's what we're kind of being i think it's kind of we're being told you know the the coronavirus is kind of forcing us into this to say hey you guys are going way too fast too quick you know take a step back enjoy life a little bit you know and and enjoy things so the good take on it i i like that um, you know, it's this is this is definitely a unique unique podcast. But that, you know, listen to us. Uh, whatever you're doing, if you're inside with the family, if you you're out and about in your yard, your your yard, congregating with less than ten people, uh, you know, if you're driving to one of your essential jobs, um, you know, if you have one of those. But uh, we we want everybody to get back on their feet and uh, be safe and be healthy. And Big Ugly, we, we just appreciate everybody checking out the podcast, uh, whether it's for a minute or, you know, the whole download. Uh, r- listeners from all over the world, as it were, right? Yeah. Um, you know, we just appreciate you. So, uh, Big Ugly, what do you um, what do you want to say as we wrap this up here? The 80th episode, uh, coronavirus, WrestleMania, uh, anything else Man, before we just, come back in a couple weeks? Yo, be responsible. Watch wrestling. Watch some on-demand movies. Yeah. And, yeah, just chill. Wash your hands. Wash. Yeah. Wash these wash hands. These hands. And, and wash right. these hands. Wash these hands. And on our uh, Facebook page as well, there's a nice little Stone Cold Steve Austin short about, um, it's a little vulgar, so, you know, recommend, what do you call it, uh, parental discretion is advised. Um, but <laughs> he's, he's talking about how to use soap and deodorant and all this kind of stuff. So it's pretty interesting. So, yeah. Wash your damn hands. Uh, get out there and enjoy what you can, when you can, with whoever you can. CM Funk, thanks for joining us uh, live from the quarantine. Oh, guys, thank you for having me. Uh, I, I love being live on the phone. This is exciting. It's new. I'm gonna have to wipe my phone down after we're done talking, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's all good. Um, I do just have one last thing. Uh, you know, you're talking about uh, watching this, watching that. Go watch John Moxley super kick Renee Young over <laughs> the toilet paper. Yes, big ugly. Did you see that yet? That's yeah, I did saw it. Yeah, that was funny. Oh, that that I think that should break the internet. Um, I even you told me about it, and I still didn't understand how it was going to happen. I didn't see it coming, and she played it off perfectly. Um, but just to see both of them from different worlds now, AEW, WWE, on the same thing, that thing's going to get a million views, easy. Um, so that was great. So people are being. Use your creative outlets, but use them responsibly right. uh, at this point because there's, there's going to be a lot of ways you can do that. So we will be back um, pending the next date. We'll figure it out, Big Ugly. Yeah. Uh, we'll throw some interviews in here. We'll talk to some other guests um, You know, somewhere in this, in this podcast or the next one uh, about everything that we've been talking about. And enjoy yourself. Enjoy WrestleMania for the spectacle that it may be. Uh, too big for one night and we will be back thank you so much Facebook, uh, Instagram, iTunes, SoundCloud Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google 3, 2, 1 Deuces, Deuces. Deuces. exactly <laughs> on three different ways 